live from a fentanyl-soaked apocalypse. <laughs> this is state of the game. We are in love with the shape of you. I am your host, Dano, and I will give you a secret tidbit from my past. I was amongst the voted the most unique in my class, my graduating class. I was the only one in that photo who was not there because I dress interesting. I didn't dress interesting. I was just not normal. So that's me. <laughs> my co-host always here with me. He's the Ken I bus of hip hop journalism. K Diggy, uh, verbal assassin. How are you here? Good, how you doing, man? Good. We have a guest, an acclaimed guest today. We are talking, this is, this is someone that if you told me anything, he, that if you tried to be like, there's a secret you don't know about this guy, I'd believe anything you told. <laughs> secret agent, alien, you know what I mean? Whatever it is. Rich Jones could be that. He's a character, and he makes fantastic music. Um, so glad to have you here. Super, super glad to be here. Wild that we start on the note of most, you know, kind of a yearbook style, because I, I was voted most likely to start an underground rap label. So that was, that was two, 2006. They predicted it. And I haven't started the label yet, but, like, I'm pretty adjacent. So, like, you know, <laughs> they, 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 they knew what I was about. <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah. that's awesome they're like that guy that guy's gonna really do it that's that guy cool. that guy that guy sucks but he's driven so <laughs> god doing bless. that i think i think yeah. that guy's gonna keep doing it. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome there were all kinds of yearbook categories that didn't make it that were like really bad like there was a suggestion that like you most likely to see at a fast food place Damn. Oh, I knew that category was going to die because somebody in my class, I heard him saying, I think it's Andrea. I was like, oh, you can't do that to Andrea. You can't do that to Andrea. But I mean, that's also assuming that Andrea ain't the owner. Like she might be the manager, you right? know, she might be the franchisee. She's the one she's the one paying the checks, you know, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm here to I'm here to look at it in a positive light. That's all. You know, I, we, you know, I, I get I get the era. You know, people people want to want to want to yep. punch down on that, but these people are essential now. So they're you know, essential. They're essential. So I'd run a Chick Fil A, man. Absolutely. Yep. I would. Yep. I wouldn't do that. I'd. I'd. I'd go Popeyes. That would. That would be. That'd be my. Oh, I'm with you. You're on right. You're right. You're right. So we, yeah. we are not. Down. We are not here to chew the fat on the fast food nation. However, <laughs> we will say we we're, we're here to talk about uh, EPs. We we have. Me and K Diggy have often used our frustrations about EPs. That um, an EP is like, it's like you fall in love with it and it goes away. You're right, right as you're like, oh, this could have been an album. Ah, ah. You know, the best EPs are the most frustrating uh, because you just want to live in that world longer. Mm -hmm. uh, and the worst EPs are completely inconsequential. Right. Uh, For sure. No one can ever list their least favorite EP of all time. <laughs> because because they've forgotten it. <laughs> totally. They forgot. It was yeah. too short. They don't, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I, I think a great example of an EP going absolutely perfectly, and, and granted, this involves repackaging after the fact, but like 
Robin's Body Talk was like four different EPs. Oh yeah. And and you know, and here's the thing. I was late. I didn't I didn't come into the picture till it was already album time. So like because I remember that was the summer, that was the first summer I went to Pitchfork. And I don't know, I can't remember if I saw her. I definitely saw Freddie Gibbs. That was amazing, like with like a hundred other people. Um, but uh yeah, I remember that that album specific. I was like, this album's really good. And then years later I went back to the EPs and I'm like this is an epic way to tease people. Like, you know, I, I respect it, especially because I know she'd been on like a hiatus prior to that as Absolutely. well. So like, yeah. So that's now, one way to spin it. The series of EPs is a ballsy move, right? Mm-hmm. Because if it if it's a bad series of EPs, it gets to be cartoonish, you know? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, you're doing four? No one liked any of these? Like, what is, it was like, it becomes that show on TV no one's watching. Like, right. how is that still, you know, anyway. But if it's great, then you're like, oh, shit, I can't wait for the next. Then you can collect it and it, it's superb. So we've, I, my stance is soft on EPs because of how much good short content we have. Do you, do you want to hear my reason why EPs are challenging? And it has yeah. nothing to do with whether I, I like them or not. Getting people to write about them sucks. <laughs> I, I, my, I remember I, the, the person that was doing some PR for me, like in the previous few projects, like that was some conversation we had. And it's just like, he would just say straight up, it's, you know, unless you are X or have like X going for you, insert whatever that means to you, like, you know, it's it's not going to get coverage. It's going to be very difficult to get coverage, which like, oh, you know, with, with this project that I've currently have, I'm finding like it's been pretty OK. Like I, I had certain goals that I met already. So like everything else, I guess, cool, which they haven't been exposed yet. So I'm waiting on them. But all, all that is to say, like, it's definitely it's tough because it's just short enough to give a taste. But like as a writer, it's like, am I really going to get, you know, can, it was my editor going to release the funds for me to write about something that's this short um you know versus something that maybe has a bit more heft to it so you know that mm-hmm. that's the that, that's my main like i don't know about eps but like also i just dropped an ep and i think it's perfect so you know it's um, yeah i mean it's so i mean it that's and I, I, my my relative of that concern is that sometimes i will have artists who will be like this is my new song do you want to write about it i'm like no because i don't know you like if i if i like this song and I, I write a big thing about how I like this song. And then somebody replies in the comments, be like, his last album was about how Nazis aren't that bad. I'm like, fuck. You know, like, I didn't know that. Um, but it was a hot song, though. It's <laughs> really hot, really hot song. <laughs> it's, I got it. I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess that song Goose Steppin's a little less of a bop now that I know uh-huh. what it's about. But, you know. Well... So, I got to know you a little bit to write about it. I got to have my footing, you know? Uh, so if it's just an EP, I don't feel like I have my footing, but coming off, uh, you know, how do you sleep at night to this, to Blue Beach, like you definitely understand uh, the mobility of, of Rich Jones. So, and honestly, I think Blue Beach is and we can talk about blue beach first obviously you being the guest um sure i think does a great job of being a world you could introduce somebody to 
I, I agree. I think it's it, it's compact. It's everything makes sense. Everything fits, um, you know, but it's not obvious. So, you know, it's something that can be kind of listened to a bunch and hopefully people catch new things, etc. cetera. Um, I think uh, to your do you, do you want me to just dive into one of your one of your pieces bits from earlier? Is that cool? Do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, just just you were saying like how, um, you know, you, you were going to ask, you know, if, if this is kind of like relative to how do you sleep at night or kind of as like getting something out of my system or starting something new. Oh, I think yep. this this one's kind of like I feel like this project's like 50 50 because somebody mm -hmm. somebody who I sent it to is like this. The word he used is really interesting. He's like, this is like a coda to how do you sleep at night? And I was like, yeah, I could see that. You know, I definitely, I took a lot of the lessons I learned like just from making shit to make this project for sure. Cause like, how do you sleep? And it was my first experience recording myself and really getting comfortable, you know, just doing everything myself in that regard. So, you know, come around to round two of that for a project, you know, I definitely had a higher level of comfortability. I knew my software a lot better. I, I had, you know, more confidence, I think, in a lot of ways, because, you know, how do you sleep at night? I, I just kind of threw the kitchen sink at everything. I was like, this sounds yeah. good. I'm going to do this versus this project. Kane, you know, he was so lovely because, you know, he he mixes and masters for people. So he was able to kind of be like, all right, so for this, I need you to do these things for me to make the finishing process smooth. And that was that was amazing. But anyways, um, I say all that to say, um, I think, you know, some of the records, definitely you can see the connection to how do you sleep at night. I feel like um, on the other hand, I think there's stuff that definitely looks to the future and it kind of looks towards some of the stuff I got in the tuck. Because you have to understand, I have so much music that isn't out that I've hoarded even prior to doing how do you sleep at night, even prior yeah. to doing Blue Beach. So it's kind of like I, I'm, I'm kind of giving you little crumbs as to, to what might come next and so it's not as surprising if that makes sense obviously you know I, I i like i like to give people curveballs as as mm -hmm. best i can um but also you know i i also want people to listen to my shit so uh yeah i i think in this instance you know as i said it's like 50 50 in in the stuff from last year but you know the project itself even thematically i think is also kind of like trying to separate from that and get away from that because last year was dark as shit man like even even just in thinking about you know, making that project and like, you know, you know, getting like a year out from from some of these experiences that went into the writing and, and the whole process of it. I mean, man, it's it's, it's I'm, I'm just really happy to fucking be here because that was that was heavy as fuck. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Chicago was was a was, you know, this is my home. I love the shit out of it. And to feel as worried for my friends and people even I didn't fucking know just because of everything that was happening. Um, mm -hmm. It was, it was very jarring. So, yeah, a year later, obviously, things are more peaceful. But, you know, a lot of the same issues remain. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I In some ways, like I, I, I think it, it, it worked for the time. But, you know, obviously, um, we're in this time now. So so what do we do to remain vital to do things that are challenging people, you know, to help? And again, as I said, with with how do you sleep at night? That was all about engagement. I wanted people to to not just lightly that's why it's not on streaming it's because you're listening to this intentionally to listen to this i feel very similarly about this project you know as well even though i i could see a world where maybe depending on on how things go i would i would consider putting it for more wide release depending on the conversations i have with people i don't know i'm feeling pretty pretty firmly it's going to stay just on Bandcamp because again i want I want, if you're there, I want you to give a shit. If, if you're just there right. as, as if the music's wallpaper, then go get you some other wallpaper. Then I'm, that, I'm not the one for you. Mm. That makes sense. No, it's it, Kate Diggy, what he was referencing to start was the, the my EP theory, right? Of like, right. 
the EPs are either getting the last album out of your system or uh, trying out something that will develop into the next album. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's interestingly said, it's a little bit of both. Um, so, yeah, what was your experience with Blue Beach? Oh, me? Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, I, I felt it to be very heartful, health, heartfelt, I should say. Uh, what I really liked about it was that, I don't know how to say this, because um, I compared it a lot to like old style Drake. And by that, and by that, I mean when he, when he sang, like when when Drake came out initially, like he wasn't considered to be like a good singer, but it was very emotionally impactful because you could tell, like he was really, like he wasn't a good singer, but he was like trying his, yeah, he, he I could feel his soul in in some of the songs, and what I liked about Blue Beach is it wasn't very concerned with being like technically perfect. It was more concerned with being heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And there were some songs where he was singing or oh, rich, rich, where you were singing. I mean, you're on the, you're on the call now yep. uh, where you were singing, where like, I could really feel, feel the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. I mean, it's it, my mom is annoying to talk to about singing. Cause she still thinks like, there's perfect singers and there's like bad singers. And she should be like, right. Bob Dylan's a terrible singer. You know who's great? Joan Baez. And I'm like, dude, no one remembers these Joan Baez songs. Like, Bob Dylan's really important because his voice was so weird, right? But he mm-hmm. felt so hard. Like, it's not, it's not perfect mathematics. On so, a so great- we, we, we not listening to Dr. John then? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, talk about King of the Weird Voice. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it, I love a weird voice. And, and so, but, but to your point, it's getting, it's kind of like, it's, it's knowing yourself enough to know your own moves and how to use your stuff. Right. Uh, Absolutely. And I I think I'm starting to realize now more so than ever, like people don't tune in for like the necessarily the technical perfection. I think the voices that really, singing voices that really stick around over time are the those unique ones the unique the ones that have cracks in them the ones where they have a lot of soul of the person's soul in the singing for sure and uh that's what i really appreciated about blue beach particularly no more running i loved i loved no more running i think that that was i don't know if that's the direction that you're going in in the future but I, I mean, I think No More Running, has, there's a lot of potential uh, in that particular style. Uh, well, to, to, that, to that end, I'm, so it's really interesting because people really fuck with that song. And yeah. I, I dig, you know, Chris, if I made it and I'm sharing it, you better <laughs> hope I like it. Um, but it's, it's interesting to me, though, because that, that one, of all the ones that I did, that one was kind of a challenge because, um, 
you know, the way it's formatted, like organizationally, you know, how, what, wh how, because a lot of the times when I'm listening to something, you know, you'll hear the section that's, you know, okay, this could be the hook, this could be the verse, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and with that, and, and sometimes I'll move things around and, and kind of like edit things to how I want them for what I'm doing with this one. I just, I just did it as it was, it was like, this is my challenges. I think this is perfect as is how do I write the song to fit what it is? And so like, I think, you know, especially when the shit started to slow down, you know, how, how am I going to play that? How am I going to read it? Because I ended up um, knocking that out, I think, in one take, like like all the way through. I didn't I didn't like punch in or anything like that. Wow. And I, t I, I typically don't just because I, I in my mind, recording is capturing a performance. And I know some people look at that as flawed. I have friends that, that if, if that they heard me say that they would slap me. It's like, no, it has to be perfect. And and because I I've made those records too. Like, you know, and and from like a singing perspective, you know, I, I don't know how far back y'all I don't know how Nardwar y'all y'all got with 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 uh looking up my my past <laughs> stuff. But I I've been kind of left field doing the singing shit. I mean kind of since the beginning, but like especially right, right. starting in like 2015 was when I was kind of like doing the more soulful shit, you know, and and kind of starting to really put that out there. And then and then I went hard pop in 2017 and just made like a straight pop EP. Um, and that, that was like my first time performing with live musicians and kind of feeling that out. And it, it didn't work, but people liked the records and it kind of helped to establish like this is part of the, the toolkit. Um, I think like as it pertains to no more running in the future, I mean, uh, let's just say I've got a really amazing album called Cloud Construction. And if I can ever figure out the distribution and the plug that makes that a household album, then you'll hear it and you'll be like, damn, this is like all hits. And I'll be like, yeah, I know. And it's also like me. So that's that's kind of the dream album that I'm working towards in the sky, the Cloud Construction album. So hopefully we can get there right now. I'm, I'm kind of figuring out um, things as they come in, I, you know, to keep things fresh and to feel productive. I always like to have a few new things that I've been working on at least every month, if not every week. So I, I kind of, I, I got wonderfully distracted with some new shit uh, for another album that I'm going to drop probably in the next, hopefully three or four months, which I uh, I'm working on with iceberg theory. Um, so that's, that's kind of like a new, a new thing for me. That one's really weird and fun and, and dark. And I'm, Again, I'm really laying in the toolkit to to give something neat because that's the one thing I will say about, you know, you talk about showing the cracks and, and whatnot. One thing I really want where that I want that to show as well, not in terms of it being unlistenable or like harsh, but like in the mixing, I think mixes need to be more interesting. I, th I hear a lot of really good but clean shit and I'm bored to death. Yes. I, I need I need some vibrations on the shit. And this isn't, you know, about, you know, me. You know, my, my personal predilections, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm King Tubby dub fan all day. I'll, I'll, I'll lose myself in one of those playlists or albums, you know, for, for days at a time. Um, but I definitely want to take some of that energy where it's like, you know, where's the mystery to this? Where are the little wrinkles to it? Uh, the imperfections that make it human. You know, I, I think a, a great example recently, I, I fell in love with um, this group from London called Oswad um and they i don't know if y'all seen the movie babylon no so no. This is, so criterion collection it's not on there anymore but uh it was it was a film that came out in 1980 got banned in 1980 and didn't get like a proper run i think until 2000 like four, 12 or 14 or some shit like that and it was because it was about dub crews and like sound system crews in england and 
specifically a big chunk of it's like how racist English people are. And the English government was like, this will cause a riot if we show this. So mm -hmm. they, they, they censored it, which sucks because it's a, it's a great movie. There's some amazing music in it. And then it leads me to this group Oswald and they had an album called, I think it's like uh, the new chapter of dub 1982 is when it came out. And that album, especially for those little wrinkles and touches and stuff is just, I mean, it's just filled with nuggets. I, I've probably listened to it at least 50 to 60 times this year alone, just like driving around or, you know, doing damn near everything just because I keep finding new shit. Um, so I, I, I want to provide similar sorts of things with, with the projects I'm making. And um, so, yeah, I, I, especially as I work towards my, my album in the sky, so to speak, I, I'm going to be adding to that as well. Um, you know, no, no, no Chinese democracy or Guns N' Roses scenario because it will come out. It's just gonna, it's going to come out. Right, and it's right, going right. to do what I needed to do. <laughs> it's, yep. it's interesting to me. So when, because this was one of the questions that I had. Like, so you've got, you've got like stuff. You've got very good songs on this on this Blue Beach EP. So what distinguishes a an EP song from an album song? nothing these songs could have been on an album i you know if if i had felt you know i the other thing too is this came together so perfectly because i so i, I don't I, you know it's for some background for those who aren't even aware of any of this shit and are just just here to 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 find out who i am and all that um <laughs> this project came about because uh i left chicago for like roughly a month to go out to the east coast to stay with my partner's family because we haven't been able to spend any time with them or see them at all because obviously the whole panorama is going on and shit so like right. um i obviously was going to have a bunch of downtime because i'm not i wasn't going to be working i was going to be spending time with family but i knew i'd have time you know during my days at the very least to like you know be productive so I, I bring all my recording stuff with me whatnot i had a couple things to work on already which was nice but um Kane specifically was somebody who, you know, especially in the last year, I know he's been doing a lot of like beat flips or like little edits and stuff on Twitter. So like I've been keeping up in that way and he's, he's seen a couple of my things and like, so, you know, we'll, we'll occasionally say, Hey, um, and I, I just kind of occasionally with certain people, if I, if I really want it to happen, I just kind of do the hard sell of like, Hey, like this is what's happening. Like I have this time. If you want me to do something, I'm, I'm open to what you send me. So he sends me a four pack. And that's the EP like and it was perfect. It was like, you know, I'm listening in, in in my partner's parents living room kind of on my AirPods. It's kind of like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is going to be good. And I go to the next one. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is going to be great. And I get to another one. And, and, and by the end of it, I'm just like, well, shit, when do I start? And uh, so <laughs> I, I think and and, and and there was there was another song that was going to be on this potentially, which I, I ended up cutting because I, I felt like it would have worked. But um at the time i just i felt like it's a, it's a little i i think what it would have done is kind of serve as a and and you know that i got more shit coming like you know like i, I feel like as conclu uh, as conclusory as the as the yeah. final track is it would have kind of been like a coming attractions like to be continued like we're still yeah. riding sort of thing and we're gonna drop that song it's just it just i don't know i i felt better about having it be kind of like a contained universe in those four songs so i i, I don't know in my sense it isn't it wasn't a question of it being better or worse than an album cut because, you know, I, I like all my all my songs. I think, you know, there definitely wasn't room for fat. I know there's or, or to have a song that people would just outright skip, you know, because I, I, you know, I think with with some longer projects, you have some things where, you know, you, you, you know, people may or may not rock with it and they'll go to the next thing. Actually, I have a song on 
the the iceberg theory uh record where it, it's almost meant as a palate cleanser like you can listen to it for as little or as as long as you want there's a payoff if you make it to the end but um you know if you if you're you know if you've had enough of this you know go to the next one it's fine you right. know i yeah. you know i so I'm, I'm trying to also build those sorts of moments and where it's kind of like you know how to how to create proper movement from song one to the last one you know mm. no it's great i mean to to build on k diggy's question it seems like your journey it was not about like this is an ep versus this is an album it was oh this is done yeah right? yeah <laughs> oh shit this is done like yeah if it's done it four songs it's done it four songs if it's done it eight songs it's done it eight songs it's more about when it's done now than than what it is at the beginning right i i, I think and, and also i think it's it in in a really nice way having some rules for myself so i don't hoard it and being like you know this is enough you know like like yeah. how do you sleep at night i you know i pick my 10 songs that was it. It was really clear cut. I knew it was going to come out, you know, roughly that date. There was urgency to it. Boom. With this, it's like it's less urgency. It's more like, do I continue playing the game, so to speak? Do I continue sharing what's next to share? And I, I know I had a lot of singles well, starting, you know, at, at the top of the year to kind of tease people and, and you know, kind of give them glimpses into certain things I was I was working on. Um, but um in this instance, I, I just I, I, I wanted I just I didn't want to be sitting on it in a year from now be like, wow, this is some of my favorite shit and no one's heard it. And, you know, so I think that the, those sorts of built in things where, you know, you create your own timeline of, of when it roughly should come out, I think is way more helpful. You know, hard, hard deadlines. If you blow that, then you, you, you know, you look kind of stupid and I don't want right. to do that, you know, and I'm not speak other people, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why deadlines get blown. I'm not I'm not here to talk shit. You know, everyone's <laughs> got their process. But I know for me, it's like. You know, I, I try to be be on it and organized in that sense. No, back in the day, people rappers used to name their mixtapes after the release date of the album. <laughs> right. And then the album wouldn't come out on that release date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'd remember, you'd be like, oh, that album, that mixtape named after the fictional release date is better than the album. Damn. <laughs> you know, it, it, that wouldn't happen. Uh, but no, it, it's I had some notes on the like Blue Beach, Blue Beach notes. So no more running. I uh, said my favorite song made me think about the balance of singing and rapping in Farside. Interesting. Uh, Love you that. Can al- you can always feel the beach in this EP. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you it's it. I don't know if you agree, Kate. You know, it feels like the beach for some reason absolutely it's 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 uh it's as i always said you know i i i know i've mentioned this multiple times in the past where you know the the album title and album cover should kind of give a a reflection of the music uh so i should be able to look at your cover or read your title and kind of know what the vibe of the music is and i think uh you did a great job particularly on this like with the cover that you know that that the blue beach cover is significant. It's sign. Um, what's I'm sorry. It's it's really signifies what the music, the vibe of the music of the EP. I should say. Well, yeah. Thank thank you. Here's here's a little fun fact. That's mm-hmm. uh, 
That's the oldest in-ground private swimming pool in Massachusetts. That's the beach. <laughs> it's uh, it's it was we we got two two days after we we got into Massachusetts. Uh, I ran out to the pool while I was draining, and I was like, "Oh, this is very cool. I like this." Wow. Just, you know, and, and so it was just epic timing. There was a bunch of other stuff I wanted to do, but. By the time I wanted to do it, the pool was was empty and being prepped for a, a busy summer. So um, I, I missed out, but like also I I was perfect in terms of my time. Absolutely, so it worked out great. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and I would say to 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 Kdiggy's point, the three projects we're looking at today: Blue Beach by Rich Jones, uh, Monk by Green Slime, and If Orange Was a Place by Thames. All of them great covers. Yeah. Great themes, fully flushed out. Like you understand with what the cover relates to the title relates to the music, right? It all swims together in this beautiful package. It's all intentional and intentionality is something that I think, you know, more artists nowadays need to pay attention to, I would say. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, again, packaging everything 360, you know, e even if that 360 is only five things, make the, make sure those five things all fit. You know, mm -hmm. I love that your yeah. cup, your, your cup just hit the green screen. It, it was like you were, you were, drink, you were drinking the ocean. The I'm like, like amazing. be more entertaining, Krombacher. You're failing. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> but what you, so I would say, yes, intentionality. We've been kind of digging in on that because. To your point, no one's going to do any of this stuff for you. So you're going to have to just get better at it, you know? Well, it, I mean, especially with, with, with the last couple of projects, I've handled all of the packaging, all of the, the promo, all the teasers, you know, the videos excluded, you know, but that's also me working with the video people to kind of craft the worlds that I want for them. Um, so, you know, but but I, I feel like taking taking a greater creative role in that sense is has been super helpful but also i you know it helps that i have some background in some of this shit too just from like experience more so i didn't go to school for none of this shit but i i do um street marketing work for album rollouts or for for big brands so i've i've kind of by default been exposed to a lot of good and some very very bad design and you know yes. so I, I i can picture something on a wall which means you know breaking it down to a smaller thing it's like, okay like how is this going to transfer over like on someone's phone or a television or you know computer screen you know how you know what what are the different ways which someone will experience this shit so i i i got lucky to have those things to inform me as i kind of expand my skill set plus like there are just some incredible tools which make me feel like some sort of low-level god, even if it's really not all that complicated. Like Canva, for fuck's sake! What an amazing app! I, you know, you know, obviously you gotta, you know, you can start from the beginning, do something real simple. You can take it extra crazy with like the pro. I've I've been having all sorts of real fun with that. Um, so I'm I'm excited to to just keep discovering what new things exist there. And, and obviously there's other programs too. I know a lot of people like love procreate or any of these other things, which I also, uh, the downside of some of this shit too, is that, you know, a lot of other people are using these same things. So they're kind of getting built into, into these sorts of things. So at a certain point, someone's going to point like, wait, that looks like something I've seen, you know, from my own thing. So, you know, I think the only problem there is you have to work super hard to make it original looking and make it, make it not look like you've, you know, created uh 
something based off a kit, you know, or, you know, yeah. How, how do you, how do you take something like that and make it your own? So I've, I've got my own little secret sauce for that. Thankfully. Um, awesome. but you know, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, something I, I think strong about and, and even in assessing my, my friend stuff, cause that's just been kind of cool is, you know, some people have, have kind of entrusted me in certain ways to at least, you know, give some feedback on some things. And, and that's been nice to, to give that to people I, I fuck with or love so that their shit can shine too, you know? And sometimes you don't know where your signature is going to come. To your point, mixing and mastering. If everybody's doing it this way and you do it this way, you can kind of put, make your name just having music that sounds different. Definitely. And you, you've seen people do that. And like, yeah, there's like songs rock marciano's done where he placed the audio in places that like i've never heard before you know um, yeah. and i've never forgotten it so it's it's like that that stuff means something and all of the parts can mean something so and it, i was gonna say uh my relationship with rich jones changed because of a feature because of late fees uh, of divine, of divine nation. And guess what? Guess where I recorded that feature in Massachusetts before I knocked out blue beach. Nice. So that was, that was, that was my warm up track to just get, get some words going before I dove in. So shout out sleep Sinatra for trusting me. Uh, that was sleep, pretty cool. That, because that was like sleep, sleep was like, I said something like, People need to know that my man Rich spits. Like, because <laughs> I think people will, they still know you from the sport coat cover with the pop music, um, you know, from, from back then. Like, you, you can sing, you can rap. There's a lot of people who can sing and can rap, and they do both pretty well, right? <laughs> but like, and, and they leave you kind of like, okay. But like, Divine Nation, Late Fees, I was like, holy shit. Like, when this guy's in rap mode, he can fucking go. Uh, well, well, that that's a I owe a lot of that. If we're being real to my friends, my friends push the shit out of me, um, especially like Def C is a, a great example, because like I'll never forget. I was I was in an interesting spot creatively and spiritually. Um, and he, he you know, he was doing the the rec shop workshops uh, on Saturday. I'm, I'm, I'll never forget. I was on my friend's couch. And I, I, I was in a bad spot and I, I was like, am, am I just going to just get high today or like, am I am I actually going to do something productive? And I saw that the workshop was happening. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull up to this workshop. And there's there's an exercise that they start every one of these things with uh, called a 16 and 16, where you have to write a, ver you know, get as close to a 16 bar verse as you can and, you know. Um, and you, you get 16 minutes to do it. And so like that sort of challenge really gets you going quick. I mean, also to even go way further back, I'll never forget, you know, if you want to talk about being, being sharp with it or trying to be quick with it, right. you know, a lot, a lot of that skill set for me also derives from freestyling a lot, mm -hmm. yep. like an obnoxious amount, uh, too much, but also, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know, I, I think, um, I'll never forget, like in the days of, of like instant messenger, we used to like you know, battle each other and share, just, you know, try to see who, how quickly we could, we could come up and write things. So, you know, I, I, that's just something I've, I've gotten really good at coming up with words quickly over the course of like 15, 16 years. Um, yeah. But in, in this instance, you know, now it's like, all right, I can come up with words. 
now how do we make sure this shit's impactful how do we make sure this is like body blows and like everything makes sense and it's not filler and you mean it you know because that's that's the other thing is i uh, you know i know um i think it was an interview with cupcake and and she was talking about how you know she means every fucking thing she says the you know again to your to your point of intentionality you gotta you know if, if you're just saying words you know people can tell if you, if you mean the yes. words you're saying, it's a different thing entirely. Well, you know, there's there's power yeah. to that. You're you're there's there's power and vulnerability combined in that because you're trusting yourself in that moment to express how you're feeling. And so, um, you know, I I think that's that's been a, a lot of fun. And and with with the divin to bring it to bring it full circle, you know, you know, a guy like Def, I mean, he's obviously just another another world of of talent with this shit um and obviously all, all our other i mean like sketch 185 having him as like a big brother as well you know he's always pushed me super hard to you know to to kind of try to do some other stuff I'll, like my happiest moments probably in life have been freestyling with him just over the last decade like i'll go to new york and and you know we'll just hang out in his apartment and you know and, it, and especially now as i use i use that a lot as like a writing tool you know I'll, I'll kind of like mumble flow patterns and then all of a sudden it's like okay i'm hearing these syllables you know and then well, you know what is this about what energy am i feeling and then you know in 20 30 minutes a song is written you know so to just be able to do it for fun and and kind of just do it with another person you know we used to do that a lot in in the pandemic i haven't really done much of any of that shit so it's it's been really <laughs> kind of sad to kind of lose that element of it being around other mcs being around other people feeling hungry feeling feeling like you you know you just got that urge to just do it i know uh, my friend am early morning who is on how do you sleep at night he's been doing a lot of, of trying to to do like you know independent underground shows and showcases and he's been trying to keep that torch lit um and this summer you know he brought jamonte um to chicago and he had you know he had a whole bunch of the young cats he had me pop out and do a thing you know and and that was the first show i'd went to since my show february 2020 and i hadn't been around you know, hip hop people really. I've been in been in the crowd oh. with my cats and my my partner, and you know, occasionally some a friend or two might hang out on my porch with me. So to kind of dive back into that world or be in that environment, I mean, it, it was hilarious because like the the show that I did like two weeks prior was like friends and family, so it's super just like oh yeah, this is great, I love it. And then you <laughs> go to the hip hop show and it's. <laughs> and and I, I fucking love it. It's like, great. I have to prove that I'm good to you. It's it's not just yeah. going to be, oh, he's my friend. He's good. It's like, no, like, are you good? And and it was funny because I also made a point where I, you know, with the blending of the, the singing and the rapping, I, I've I've come to a pretty clear conclusion with this. And, and you know, I, I keep I say this as loudly as I can whenever the opportunity is for me to say it to me. You know, you can call me a rapper. You can call me a singer. I prefer MC because that means microphone controller because I'm controlling the flow. And melody yeah. can have flow to it. So in that instance, I'm still an MC. I'm still related to the roots of what I'll start this, even if it's obviously some more R&B or some soul right. or kind of some more more melodic shit. So I and I even said that at that show. I said, point blank, you're probably wondering why I'm here, because there was a couple guys that are like, huh? <laughs> And I'm just, and I was like, I gotta let you know, I've I've done I've done it all. I'm doing my thing, and I'm letting you know I'm not threatened. And then I hit him with some rap shit, and they're like, Oh, okay. And and then by the end of it, you know, the people that weren't gonna rock with it, they weren't gonna rock with it. But a lot of people did rock with it. So you know, you make them happy. It's great. I'm their guy. You know. So I um I definitely uh as, as I say um you know I I miss being around other MCs. And so to have sleep hit me with that, that's kind of like the 
the digital version of like, you know, can can you can you reach this bar that's, you know, that's been passed to you. So that was that was really fun to do. And I'm so glad with how that turned out. It's uh -huh. awesome. Yeah, I was going to go uh, my notes here on the, the first. So it's four songs, right? The mm -hmm. first two songs. It's over. Love you. Pay me. These seem like very, more rap centric, right? Mm -hmm. The no more running blue beach are are much more into the singing melodic realm, right? Uh, and that is an interesting dynamic to have all, it all present like that. Um, I wrote on Love You, Pay Me, Killer Kane gives Rich some great looks on this. Uh, <laughs> I love the middle fade out, fade back into the singing. Uh, Kane has to help balance Rich's talents. He does a great job. Um. I guess in, in that way, I, this is, I guess, sort of unintentional. It kind of turned into a really nice A-side, B-side vibe in a certain way. Um, also, those first two songs were the first. I, I, I Basically, the order that I did the project is the order that I wrote everything. Um, and mm. so with, with It's Over, that was day two of being in a new place. So there's kind of, you know, it's a bit more wordy. There's more. I'm still carrying some of the electricity of of my home with me chicago's a, a very buzzy right. place in that play, way for me and you know by love you pay me i'm a bit more settling in it's more you know it's it's not as as you know urgent or like you know punching you as much um and then you know by the end it's release you know you've you've you know you're 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 in a peaceful place um you know catharsis if you will etc uh so i i think that that's kind of how i envisioned it flowing in you know kind of as as things were coming together um i think it's yeah i don't know that's that's kind of the best way i i could describe that dynamic of how the records fit together in that sense yeah i have a question of the the four songs did you did you specifically when you reached out to killer kane did you did you request a certain type of vibe no from the send you or why did he mm -mm. send you these four songs I don't I don't know. I feel like a part two would be it'd be great to talk to him and, and get a sense of his process in that way. I, I think um, the, so we first met at a show in Brooklyn in 2017 that I did with my guy Fest Grandiose, which if y'all don't know Fest, please look him up, have him on your show. He's the shit. Uh, he's like awesome. a super important figure in Chicago uh, who's gotten his dues in some ways. And I'm you know, I, I, I think he will get. In, in the long run, everything he wants and more. He actually he just got uh, um, uh, named the associate editor for Reverb, so he's he's got all sorts of cool Whoa. stuff in, in the talk because he he's like a he's like a synth gear head. That's just his shit. Um, but yeah, so we we played. He you know he he came out with me to New York to play this show at this like little tiny gallery space. Um, and that's where I met Barry Marrow and Kane and and a whole bunch of other people. So you know Kane got to see kind of what I was doing, which was like at the time, you know, definitely, you know, blending the, the hip hop and, and the singing stuff. Um, obviously, I, I don't want to call it more jagged because it's funny, a bunch of the records I performed, like those aren't even out. Um, so I, you know, there, there's no kind of way to, to have you compare what I'm saying with, with the records themselves. But, you know, he, he got a sense of the range at the very least. So he, you know, he knew he knew I was capable of 
of getting weird with. But I think that was the other thing is, you know, and I, this is something I, I'm, I'm kind of used to at this point is if someone sends me something, um, I try not to have necessarily an obvious way of approaching it, you know, cause it's about keeping me interested too. And mm-hmm. so, you know, like I, I know with, with the iceberg theory project right now, you know, his, res- a lot of his response has been like, I didn't expect you to do that, but I really like it. And so, you know, that, well, that's kind of my, that's my MO is, you know, obviously you don't want to overcomplicate something or, or overthink something to the point where it's like, all right, like this is just silly, you know, cause I, I've, I've seen, people do that where it's like all right now i gotta do the thing that's like all these different things just to prove i can do it and it's like nah man like now you're missing the point of it just being good um (laughs) so i yeah i don't know i i think like it it just it was very serendipitous and and also like the the way that him and i have also really gotten to know each other like we we know we didn't know each other that well but obviously we've had like hours of conversation and like i i feel like i've got a, a close friend now out of this too so you know that that doesn't suck um so you know ho- hopefully you know and that and I, now that he knows what i can you know kind of do you know hopefully we make more i would i would love to make more yeah no it, it's so two i have two questions for k diggy about blue beach um so mm-hmm. first we were you already talked about love you pay me killer cane on it's over i i had this thing about the lyrics being very poetic and the word choice being very unique, right? It's the gymnastics that I do in search of baby leverage, right? Mm. 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 Good line. Woo! That's, that's like the last five years boiled down into one bar, <laughs> one fucking bar. <laughs> <laughs> so talk like to me about what Killer Kane's contribution is on this and what you think of the word choice on Blue Beach and how it struck you. Uh, Killer Ken, I think it, it's like Rich said, I think he set because you know he packaged these four songs, specific songs that kind of just set the vibe. And there was a there was a cohesive musicality to it, um, that really fit the theme. Like, the I mean, it's all of it when we're talking about intentionality, all of it's just. It's just, it's remarkable how everything fits so well together. Um, so all of the songs really sound like you're on a beach. Yep, yep. And particularly, I like, you know, the blue, the word blue uh, in music has such a strong connotation uh, for being cool, you know what I mean? So, yep. and I think that it does a great job, the beats do a great job of reflecting that theme. Uh, and the you know the tie into the lyrics, I think that your li- even the lyrics and the way your delivery is blue as well. If if that kind of makes sense, it's very laid back. It's very like laid back to me. Well, to to the point of of me talking about flow, my mm-hmm. my my goal is to always have the shit be effortless. So to have it kind of be in pocket, I mean, I, and I get a lot of that from listening to like Guru. That was a, a big, a big fan of his. You know, that was a big kind of molding uh, artist for me, just in terms of you know, like Montana Max, who I did How Do You Sleep at Night with. You know, I remember because I've known him since I was fourteen, and I'll never forget. Like years into that relationship, he was like, "You should, you should go buy Moment of Truth. I think that'll really give you a lot of stuff to work with in terms of understanding how somebody can." 
do something so solidly and so wonderfully without being flashy or being extra, mm-hmm. especially because coming in Chicago, coming up in Chicago, you know, or even as a young person just getting into hip hop music, I loved twisting. I loved, you know, the the fast rapping, whether it's do or die or, you know, whether that's quell or whether that's twist, uh, whether that's, you know, bone thugs, all that. It's, it's so much fun. You know, it's really fun to listen to. But I think in understanding myself, that's not my that that's not my speed i'm a different i'm at a different speed my you know if i i could i guess rap quicker but at that point it's just you know it's it's you know i'd rather just you're trying you're trying too hard exactly i'd I'd rather not try i just want to do this shit and it's what comes Mm -hmm. naturally now to the point you know i i think the, the key thing to avoid in those moments and something i'm very sensitive to is I don't want it to be so effortless that it's like comatose. You know, that's not <laughs> that's not the the uh, the goal at all. I'll, I'll never if y'all ever seen SCTV, the uh, the the uh, Canadian like Second City TV show. I did, I did. Yep. They they have this really funny sketch um, where it's it's like a tour announcement for the crooner Perry Como, and it's all about <laughs> how he's Mister Relaxation, and every single cut of him is just like him leaning on his arm singing like this and it's just like i think it's a great visual represent- representation of what i'm trying to avoid is being right. so relaxed that it's just like there's nothing else going and meanwhile while he's doing that he's got dancers and they're going all crazy and, and right. shit. so it's like a super funny contrast but yeah so i you know obviously that can go really horribly awry so so far i've avoided that thank god but definitely something i i try to keep in mind while i'm i'm recording this shit i was thinking about like I was thinking about that what you're talking about is kind of like artistic rigor, right? Um, and I was thinking about this and thinking about it a lot just in the sense that because I'm in a similar position, right? I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately of like, so if I post an article and it's really fucked up, I could lose all of the forward momentum that I made, right? If I get a big interview and I screwed up really bad and everybody sees it, I could lose all the forward momentum I made, right? So I kind of have to be willing to live or die on the last interview I did, the last article I did, right? They all have to be super important to me so that if I do take that step backward, I can say, still love it, don't care, right? I believe in it. Mm. And that's what an artist has to do. Well, I think to the question of still love it, I feel like that that's also a big way to boil down a lot of, of of you know i think what a lot of people have had to think about is why do we do this if it's not about shows if it's not about you know all the the flexing sort of scenarios that we haven't been able to have like what's where do we fit in in this and i, I know for me i've gone inward i've i've like i i was i was uh mister i'm at three to five shows a week and i'm i'm shaking hands and i'm kissing babies and you know that that was a big way of how i was able to establish myself here is because i was willing to go far afield to support you know people i knew people i didn't know you know just being able to go out there introduce myself meet people and hopefully in a best scenario start bringing those circles together like if i was doing a release show i would have it be multi-genre or from multiple you know different pockets of of you know the hip hop genre, because I want those people to know each other and I want them to, to be aware of each other. So yeah, you know, you take all that away. What are we, what are we doing? You know, I I've had to ask myself that question, you know, more, more than a few times. It's like, you know, if I can't tour, if I can't do shows, you know, which I I can't really do it comfortably outside is where I have to, to live if I want it. 
Um, and in a cold city like Chicago, that's not, yeah. <laughs> it's a cold place, like literally and figuratively sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of strange maneuverings, but I, I will say in, you know, in all of this, um, making the music has definitely been enough and has been, you know, uh, enough to sustain me to keep going. And then again, seeing my friends doing well, doing big things and, and starting to kind of see their own uh, ships arrive, so to speak, you know, it's, it's very motivational. And I think, you know, we're also getting older too. We aren't kids. We're all in our, you know, early thirties at this point. And so a lot of the childish reasons are, are kind of more immature reasons. You might do something, you know, they don't really exist for me. So at this point it's like, okay, like how do we do this for bigger prizes uh, than, than what we were doing in the previous years, you know? Yep. No, mm. it, it, to wrap up the, the title track, the strings on the killer cane beat are amazing. Uh, the delivery is so unique. It's a real whispered hush. Uh, I was going to say my takeaways, I, I, I ended up putting takeaways on these EPs because I just felt like they were so interesting and left me with so much to think about. Uh, so I said, for Rich, it's all about balance of abilities. His perspective is very different from other rappers, singers, etc., And he needs to take full advantage of that. He's done a good job of putting himself in the room with people like Killer Kane and Montana Max to bring out the best of his sound. I can't wait for it to grow and i hope this ep brings new people along for the journey mm -hmm. so it think of blue beach like uh the best business card you could hand to someone and and if it was to be a business card it would look pretty cool too <laughs> maybe maybe that's what i need to do that's the that's the thing i'll make little little blue beach download cards blue like it's 2011 and i'll just pass them out to people like here you go download code Absolutely. on the business card yeah that'd be good so I don't know, man. So that's to me, that's that's a really great one. You think we should go Chicago and go monk from here? Let's let's go monk. And no, no, let's yeah. break it up. Let's we're we're break. you know, let's let's break it up a little bit. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't want. I don't mind a slime finale, you know. <laughs> I think I think slime is a is a great one to end on, but and, and break Tem up the Tem Chicago is, wall. So it, yeah, it's uh, so if orange was a place by Thames, I'm so glad we we did this on this because I think it's really cool to have green slime on one end, who is just the rapper's rapper. And then Thames on the other side and rich kind of in the middle. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, I love that. All the EPs have colors involved with it too. I love orange, that. Green and blue. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Yeah. It, colors are so important. Yeah. Uh, and orange is such an interesting color to explore emotionally. Um, uh, I really love if orange was a place the the title, the whole vibe, um, do we have, let's start talking songs here. What, what stuck out? It's like, what is it? Five songs? I think it's five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Five songs. Yep. What, I think what, from the very first song, crazy I mean, things shit shit grab my yeah crazy I, I they they all rocked for me if i'm you know not, yeah. not to be like boring about it but like <laughs> they, you know i think what what got me immediately was um i i don't know if this is intentional or not but the 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 comparisons that it drew me to are things that draw strong emotions for me so i felt like it had kind of the 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 swagger 
and and kind of energy and confidence of like a lot of like Miguel's earlier record. Like this, this whole EP reminded me a lot of Kaleidoscope Dream in that respect. Where it's I just, you know, it's, it's like it's power hooks. The way the vocals are mixed sound a lot like like how they were doing his stuff. She also gave me kind of like Tracy Chapman vibes too, though, because it's like, I don't know, there, there's stories being told, you know, it's and, and, and again, you know, it's just the the vocal tones that are hit is is you know it's effortless. I I got to work at Tracy Chapman concert years ago and and it was great. Um and awesome. and yeah, this oh, I was a, a co- I was a cocktail server. She kicked us out of the venue so she could sound check. That's how serious she was taking this shit. And we're all we're all bitching in the alley, but it was an amazing show. It was it was so so good. So like um I, I say all that to say yeah like to have those kind of things pop up because i i'd never heard of this artist until you know y'all said this is what the episode is and i'm, I'm so yeah. grateful that you put me on because i feel like i have like a new favorite artist to look out for and, and to you know no, celebrate it's, it's, and oh, have yeah. fun exploring that's awesome glad to hear that i mean it's yeah i was gonna say it's it's i had a similar reaction of like my comparisons were wild right like i was there was a found with the second song uh with brett Fayaz. yes found yeah Guilty Beats, by the way, does all the production except Relay, right? Um, and I love the chemistry that they have, but her voice really strains. There's a real beautiful strain to it. Um, and Guilty Beats makes that a real commodity. Fayez has a really clean R&B voice that balances that uniqueness. And it almost felt like D'Angelo and Lauren Hill on Nothing Even Matters. Ooh. Which is like, like you're not allowed to say anything sounds like that, but <laughs> no, I, I, really the 2021 has- version. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I like that. I mean, I, I think Thames is, I mean, she, she, she works well. You can put her, she's kind of like in that Ty Dolla Sign territory for me where you can put them on any song and they're going to make it better Ex- yep. exponentially. And uh, I mean, you look at what she did with Essence. She was, she carried Essence. Uh, right. With um, WizKid. Was it Fountains? Oh, no, you're, oh, you're going to be, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm talking, yeah, Essence came out last year. Yep, yep. She carried that song and that's arguably one of the biggest songs of the year so right. far. right. See, uh, uh, y- y'all got way more familiarity with with the back catalog. I I'm I'm excited to to see what what else is there because th- this is this is the five songs I know as of to as of today or as of oh, this week. Oh yeah. So this and, is this is gonna be this is gonna be a good time um, for sure. And that's the cool part is you kind of don't need to know the backstory on Thames. Right. Once you've heard this, you're off to the races. Yeah. Is not gonna disappoint you. Like Thames is is Thames and does this um to a really high degree um but i found myself knowing that replay was the only one that guilty beats didn't do i was really fascinated by it i really like this song dead center of the project it's it's an uptick in tempo and her Mm -hmm. flow raises to it while gliding her ability to rap and flow at this pace is really dope and i'd love to hear her play with the speeds more because she's got a speed she's got a natural speed I feel. yeah for sure yeah i i think uh 
I'd be I'd be curious to hear what a 10 12 outing would do different motions, you know, mm-hmm. etc. for sure. Absolutely. And, and I think this EP, I think with this one, she was kind of capitalizing on the momentum that she's had this year. So the Drake, the Drake record came out, I think, two or three weeks ago, and she was featured on one of the best songs on, on that album, uh, Fountains. So while her name was getting that buzz, she decided to follow up and release this. Uh, and I think it's like an exclusive Apple Music project. I think it started out yeah. uh, where they were kind of pushing it pretty heavily uh, yep. for someone kind of new into the game. So I think this is all part of her strategic plan leading up to that album, which is probably going to be coming early next year. Yeah, and I think, it's, I think it's a great job because you remember mm. um, we congratulated Yeba for coming off that Drake album, dropping her album. Yeah. I think this is better than the Yeba album. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think that Yeba album was a showcase for her, for her vocals and her talent. But mm. I think the song construction wise, there's a there's a, there are a lot more exciting, uh, and more well executed ideas on this project than there were for the Yeba project. Yeah, and it's not a simple critique, right? It's not like Look, I'm not saying that Thames is better than Yeba. What I'm saying. No, 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 no. You can hear the difference in an artist that's found their voice and an artist that's still trying to find it. Their voice and their sound. I think, I think Yeba knows her voice. I would say she doesn't know her sound in the way that Thames knows her sound. That's, that makes sense. But, uh, but yeah, give me, uh, KD, what was your favorite stuff on here? Oh, man. Um... Let's go. I mean, obviously, crazy things and found, and then, I mean, all of it. It's it's only five songs, but all of it was great. Crazy things, found, and then vibe out were probably my top three of the five. I was, uh, you know what? I don't know. I think avoid ta- avoid things became my favorite. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I can my, see that. My notes were my note was like. Thames is the opposite of green slime. Even her vamping, <laughs> even her vamping becomes conceptual. Uh, this is the most on point and really hits home the mood shifts, like of feeling off and like you're screwing up, but not in immense desperate ways. Death by a thousand cuts. Mm. She like can't, even when she's just grooving. She the groove finds four really quick mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the concept and the hooks and everything means something within the space and that's that's special. This is how yeah. brain works, you know. So, Rich, what did what did you you what do you think of avoid things? You were you were saying that was. That, that was that was the one you know typically when i'm listening to something i i try not to run shit back i try to like we're gonna we're gonna give this a straight through you know i'm yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not much of a i'm like 
the worst 21st century music listener in the sense of I don't really do playlists. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like to skip mm. around. It's like, let's, let's hear artists intent. Let's, you know, they, they had, a, yeah. they had choices they made in terms of like fitting this all together. How, you know, so I, I want to respect that vision at least the first time that first time out. So in this sense, I, I sort of broke that rule because I, I was driving around earlier listening to this and at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I this this song is so good, and I feel like I missed something. I have to I have to throw it back. Um, so that was that was you know that that's that's a good sign though, because it's like oh, like you know there you know obviously the whole I, I plan you know we're planning on kind of keeping it on loop just so I could I could really digest it and feel it anyway. But yeah, I, I kind of broke my own rule because I was like, you know, I I think there's 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 crazier things happening here that i don't think i respected enough just in this passive first listen so um that one that one really stuck out for me i mean but i mean you know honestly the opening giant crazy things too though like that was like it, there was an Im immediate grab for me where i'm just like this yep. is this is it this is great and and again for the aforementioned reasons of of why i heard you know what i heard coming into it i'm like man like all right like i'm a thousand percent sticking around for this like i you know i obviously for this show i i would have listen to to the whole thing regardless but right. it wasn't a chore by any stretch of the word it was, you know by right. any stretch of it at all it was it was a, a real pleasure i feel again i feel like i found a, a new artist that when they come to chicago i i will i will go you know and and not to right. not to, to throw too many shots here but unlike ty dollar sign she probably won't be singing over her vocals so uh, you know, i'm just saying i i look i saw ty dollar sign at a festival like five years ago and you can have some backing tracks but if you're if you're just lip syncing at a certain point like i, I get it there they look there there is the flex set i feel it's a lot almost like a drag ball the way that the, you know they'll do the lip syncing at the drag ball yeah, and i feel yeah. like there 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 is that you know that sort of mannequin version of like a, a rap or rap adjacent performance and you know yeah. I, I i get why people like it because a lot of it's more just someone pantomiming and jumping around than actually flowing and using their 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 vocals but in, in this instance yeah i i have a strong sense that that she'll deliver strongly when i do have the chance to see her hopefully absolutely i'm with it man i mean it, the last song is beautiful too it's such a perfect last song um i think it's it yeah uh so it has this just her delivery is so unique. It's very chill, but in a sad, meditative way. There's the way she says they don't love me anyway. Uh, it's it's really great. Um, mm. Haunting. Haunting. Yeah. Absolutely. And so my my takeaways, I would give, I'm interested to hear people's thoughts on this. Her delivery is unique, and I love this project. It has a perfect title for what it presents. I would love to see Thames get even more conceptual and larger scale. I think she could take that on without issue. If Orange was a universe. <laughs> <laughs> Break it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing was Thames should think about exploring the speeds, uh, kind of song tempos, different guests, surprise your listeners. That's not a critique of Thames. That is basically, if you get really good at something, the next step is do something else, right? And because if you get too good, at your left and you're always throwing your left it's you've lost the game you know and and that's coming you can tell that they are really there's there's really a push behind thames to make her that star uh and i mean she's done i mean she's done she's done a lot of feet she's done a, well two great features with drake and Wizkid. 
who yep. are probably biggest names, some of the biggest names in music right now. So right. I'm sure her album will have, she'll call in a lot of favors uh, for that. So yep. yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure her, her, her album will be huge. Yep. I just want, I want, I want uh, your boy John Mayer to get a feature. <laughs> oh, no, no, not. I don't think they'd fit, but no. And I mean, John, well, you know, John could fit. Well, he, he worked with Kanye, so I'm sure he could figure out something. They John can make Mayer, it work. Kanye and Thames. Maybe, maybe, maybe if we could get Continuum John Mayer back, maybe, maybe, maybe that would work, but. That's like I don't know. That's kind of the last good John Mayer for me. Yeah. My my humble opinion. Look, he had a song that was like, let's have like a some sort of like sexual something overload for that love on the weekend song, and I nearly crashed the car. I was so mad. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this shit? You're John Mayer, man. You wrote Continuum. The fuck is this? Like, you know, I I know you're in in the spot where you know you can you can chill, but like. <laughs> Like, come on, like, this is this is just lazy. You know, it's like, it's like when I listen to a Sting song now and it's same deal. It's like, man, I know you're Sting, but like, you know, my heart is a hungry hunter. Fuck off. Like, that's, that's stupid. I'm not believing you, Sting. I'm sorry. You know, no, it's weird. There's weird decisions out there uh, when people, people, like I said, lose that rigor and they start, they start doing whatever. But I think I'm very excited for her to get, because I just think, Thames can do all kinds of interesting things that other people can't do. And yeah. I can't wait to see that explored. Um, how, so what was your reaction to Monk, K-Diggy? How, how many times did you listen to Monk? Did you listen to it three times? I, you know, I listened to the, the EP once, and yep. then I listened to the deluxe version yep. once as well. Well, once as well um so twice mm -hmm. how was um, the, the, the additional listening did it did it get better did it change anything uh what i'll say is i'll be completely honest do it there were times where i would just wish like he would just stop rapping so i could listen to the beat um and then I and then I looked and I realized that he did the beat. So I guess that's kind of All like of a compliment. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny because I felt like that for the EP, like the first five songs. Or was it four? But then with the deluxe version, there's like another song called Nothing. Mm -hmm. um, which I really liked more than I liked all of the previous songs before it. Yeah. I, I can um, understand him as somebody that you might not connect with. I think I understand. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was just, I, I felt like to go back to intentionality, like I didn't know what his, what the intention behind his rapping was. But at the same time, it, like I, I was just conflicted because like I didn't know what his intention rapping wise was, but I would listen to this production and the production is beautiful. A beautiful, beautiful production. I would, I have a way to frame it. I want to see if Rich is, is interested in this, if, if, if it makes sense. Because he I mean, knows I, Green I, Slime. I'm, I'm interested, period, but continue. So the gr Green Slime is uh, was a Bubble Funk, right? I, has my description. The Bubble Funk song, which I really like, uh, is 
the spontaneity, the toughness, and craft is very red man. Uh, that loose humor woven into his flow that red man and method man had is really here. So I think you have to think of him as somebody who is kind of a relative of the red man state of mind. I don't know if you've ever heard classic red man where classic red man is very dark. He's very rugged. He was still going to tear your eyeballs out, but he was also joking while doing it. He was, Eminem took a lot from Redman. Right, right. So because of that use of humor, Green Slime is always joking, but he's always not joking. <laughs> I, that's that's a, a good way of putting it. I It's funny because I've been listening to Slime Records since at least 2006 or 2007 when he was going by Ill Cosby. Um mm. Cause he was, in a, he was in a crew called Wiggity's crew. And I was friends with some of those people like uh, 119 who, who shoots a lot of his, uh, you know, videos and like has done a lot of stuff for like Mick uh, who slime DJs for or whatever, you know, they've, they've done all work and like that, that was my first introduction to him, like all the way back when we were, we were young, young. And that sense of humor has definitely always been there. It's like, it's taking yourself so seriously that you're not, you know, um yep, yep. you know whether it's you know I, i'll never forget there was one song they had it was called yacht uh yacht which was like one of my favorite songs the hook is just bitch get on the yacht bitch get on the yacht oh i mean <laughs> and, th and then they had this other song uh that he came out with on soundcloud like five or six years ago called jewish titties that's just like it, it, it's just it's funny it's funny and then the next song will be about like i just robbed you you know <laughs> right 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 no he's so, like you know so he, he on monk he says uh he, so my note was even when slime is beating you to death, he's doing it with cartoonish nunchucks. Um, he's, he's using he, he's using a hammer from the Roger Rabbit Toontown toolbox, you know. Right. Just right. Eh, 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 and now you're flat. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and, he has a line in here where he said he was up in the strip club three deep, just me, myself, and Irene. Like I've never heard <laughs> any hip hop dude reference that movie. Like that is insane. <laughs> You know, and and what I'll say is there there were some funny lines, but it was just the juxtaposition with the with the production. Like yeah. I just I, I couldn't I couldn't get over that. Like you know this this production is so ornate, and this is what he's rapping about over that. That's why I asked you how many times you listened to it, because honestly, <laughs> on the seventh listen, it's so much fun. <laughs> So much fun. So here, here's some perspective. Here's some inside baseball for you, because I've, you know, he's he's my neighbor. Like we're, you know, we we, we talk pretty frequently. Um, okay. So one one thing I'll say about process for him is, uh, is is highly intuitive. I think in some ways he's described that as like, you know, something else takes over him, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So like I I think you know he I feel like he's one of those people. He's kind of like me, where maybe we go through periods where we're like dumb productive and then also periods where we're just not doing shit you know like like mm -hmm. I, I know speaking for myself uh, as an aside like i sometimes make myself so regular in terms of my lack of productivity that it's like are you a regular ass guy or are you are you <laughs> like actually an mc like do you do you do music and so like i feel like i'm not saying that's necessarily what fuels him but i feel like the the juxtaposition between playtime and then work time, I think for him kind of blends together just kind of on his whim. 
Um, in this instance, I, I think it's a really great representation of him because, you know, he'll he'll say something that's super gutter and, and obviously, you know, quite violent and then say something that's really, really funny, like a couple lines later. And, you know, and, and it all exists in the same world and it's all mm -hmm. genuine, too. That's that's the other thing is like I, I feel like knowing him, I'm, I'm biased in this sense that I, I know he's not he's not lying about anything you know he's he's very much being himself and it's it's a good thing um ultimately yeah. i think in terms of like the the final product of the music um and and i know i i was super lucky because i i got to hear this these songs as part of like a larger playlist like six months ago so Ooh. you know before before monk was monk i got i got the i got the early drop just to kind of see where things were they're really, <laughs> really cool too but i really like that these were the records that were selected to exist together and be together. Um, and so in, in that sense, I, I, I get it in terms of wanting to just hear the beat, but you know, to, to that same point, one thing I, I noticed with his flow, especially running it back today is I really love how he takes pauses. He'll say something, pause, and then repeat the thing again, just to make sure you fucking heard what he said. <laughs> and then, you know, just like, I'm just going to jam, I'm, you know, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta, I yada yada and then and I, I I you know it's not even hitting a reset it's more it's more just a, a wonderful reiteration and that kind of consistent incorporation of that I think to me is one of his strongest points too is you know I, I think to your point of being able to hear the beat you hear the beat for a second before he just dunks your head back on <laughs> and you know you're, you're you're back in the slime you know so to speak. no so that's I, I, I yeah oh sorry he, he was in he had a great interview with the rap music plug podcast Roy Petra uh, check it out and he described it like the green slime I think there's a yeah he, he describes it as like you know the, the slime is these thoughts dripping out of him basically that he's just that he mm -hmm. you know this is all just dropping out and you can hear it right diametric juxtaposition is all through monk right you have to be ready for it Goodfellas is an example right I love that record I yes. love. I'm, I, I yeah. I love that. Yeah, that was that was a, a a really big one for me, especially production wise. I was like, this is a really, this is you know that that that's where where it's like, you know, you're really hitting the home stretch of, of bringing it all around because obviously you know it's it's only a few more songs after that one, but when yeah. when when it comes in with the movie, I I, I don't know. I I felt like oh, this is very great. much getting yeah. into gear, and you know, let's let's fucking go, you know. But the the beat as is so rich, it's so warm. Yeah, it's nearly tranquil. And he destroys beats like this. He said, I'll put this heat to your teeth. And he meant it. He's Talk to me right. Talk to me right. Talk to me nice. Talk to me right. I was I was I was working and I, I, I ran that one back for sure. I was like, all right, like we're starting this from the top. This man said, Talk to me nice. Talk to me right. We're gonna we're gonna do this again. <laughs> uh, he's I mean, so you have to be ready for like a really warm, comforting beat. And then him saying something damaging or, you know, an incredible sample that like, you know, sounds spiritual and him saying insane sexual things. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think what really gets to the core of slime, I, I forget which song this is on. I'm sorry. But when he says two pounds of weed operation, roll all blunts and or operation roll blunts. And, I'm, and you know, I, I smoke weed. So, of course, I'm like, yeah, but like. That, that's a that's an accurate description like it's like yeah if, if that's the scenario that's exactly what is happening you know um you know so i that you know it, it 
that I, I chuckled very hard when I when I heard that one. I was like, that's that's I, I feel I feel seen. <laughs> my my favorite beat, and I'd be interested to hear yours, K Diggy, was Deep Blue Sea. It is so haunting. The sample flip is beautiful. Uh, I can't get enough of Deep Blue Sea. Absolutely, like it finishes. I think it finishes. Like we'll go. I don't know if we're including. We might as well include nothing because uh, nothing's on the deluxe edition. So um, that gives it six songs. Yeah, I mean, I felt like Prom to Goodfellas, Deep Blue Sea, and Nothing. It was like a production-wise was a very strong finish. Like I, I as I said, I can't say. I mean, he is a great. I, I hope that he produces for other people as well because he has a gift for oh. production. Oh, sir, I have a I have a real treat for you. Then you should go look up Operation Hennessy with Kari, because that 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 was one of my favorite projects of the last year or two. And and I think to your to your point, I'd love to hear him with other people. That's him with other people, and he's fucking uh, murking both Operation of them, you know, Hennessy. Those those two like like uh, like from Steve Z Zoo. Um, mm. it's yeah, it's one of the, one of them things where like they they really they they're a fantastic combination. And and so yeah, you you want to hear that like in its finest form. There you go, sir. Operation Hennessy featuring Kari. That's Q-A-R-I. Mm. I'll pull it right up now. Great cover. Uh, I, disturbing, I, yes. but great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel about this album, like this is like, um, this is the movie where so you go, you, you're watching the movie, your friend comes over and they see you watching and they go, this movie's so fucking stupid. And, and you go, yeah, I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> and your friend goes, "Me too." You know, like it's just, it's just one of those things where I can keep coming back to Monk and hitting it over and over again because he's always saying something insane, and the beat is always beautiful. Um, yeah. So my takeaways on this, and I have real things on here because Prom had me interested. Right, Prom yeah. is an interesting song. The song really starts talking about prom in this really interesting way, and then it kind of wanders off. And I would love to see a song like that if he stayed in the story. So yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think that's what it was with me. It was the the focus because the reason why I pointed out the word, uh, not the word, the the song nothing, uh, because I felt like that was the most focused he was. And I think if you can find the balance of, you know, being able to talk your shit, uh, you know, and be funny, but yet still be focused at the same time and really stick with a subject or topic, I think that that would like unlock, unlock the world for him. That was the most quotables that I wrote down was on nothing was like, your grandmama smacked the shit out of you in the afterlife. Uh, <laughs> <I was> <laughs> for nothing like incredible incredible so here, yeah here's a little response to that just generally this could be me this could be him this could be you know a lot of folks I, I think the question is what sort of outside person could elicit that because like you know right. blue beach is very much me and my comfort zone you know mm -hmm. monk is very much him and it, like that's that shit sounds like his apartment man like so right. you know it, it's 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 very much you're, you're catching somebody at their most comfortable and I think, you know, and strongest in a lot of ways, too. 
you know, my my question would be, and this goes for all of us, like who 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 could be inserted into that to elicit that sort of focus and to elevate it to what you're talking about? I mean, right. obviously, I think people, you know, if, if you're, you know, to, to the, your point of rigor, I think if we're rigorously working ourselves, we can maybe naturally get ourselves to some sort of state like that. But that's one thing I've definitely thought a lot about as as I've kind of increasingly now to this point entirely I'm, I'm kind of the one calling the shots and running the show is like who 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 would i listen to who would i humble myself for to to you know i guess like create something that i can't even envision you know or unlock something that i don't even know and so like i think i guess that's the question of like i i don't know what that would be for him um i i think just doing him i i would love to see there, there's so many things i would love for him this is like a whole multi-hour conversation um and i i, I genuinely believe in him and i think there's going to be some really really cool things that are going to happen but yeah i i think um i i also would be curious with with just some element of 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 just i, I don't even know what that would be i think there there there, there are levels that he hasn't unlocked yet and he'll either Absolutely. get there himself or someone will bring him there. But, you know, I, either way, um, there's a lot of interesting listening to come. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm obviously rooting for him. That's my guy. Absolutely. But, but uh, so my nice wrap up of the point that me and K Diggy have was right now his lyrics are very off the cuff, but I don't think they need to be for him to retain what is great about him. Right. I would love for him to bring his humor and his hardness to songs that center around a singular purpose. Now, if you're going to ask me who I would insert to make that happen, <laughs> I don't even have to leave the label. Oh, God. Oh, God. Solar Fox. Oh, God. Okay. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Be because I've kind of been inserting Solar Five everywhere. Like, I just fucking love self medicated. I love, uh, I've fallen into a Solar Five hole. But, like, congratulations. It's great. That, that's that's so I'm, I'm I'm so I'm so happy for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> truly, it's, I I, love, I love I love Q so much, man. Like I'm I I really dug that that project from him. He's he's been someone like uh, who I, I've had a lot of fun watching. You know, kind of create his lane. He's also one of those dudes. He's not afraid to sing either. So I think that's why we fuck with each other is because like we're not scared of melodies and like he him especially he's got that nice deep voice too. So it's almost like a like a nice little growl to it you know that i i don't really elicit so um yeah i i agree have you heard any any of this stuff in the cut has anyone like hit you i'm not leaks? i'm not well, i would I, say I, go ahead go ahead without saying too much you should be excited yeah on god from a production standpoint has this religious bounce to what he does it's 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 never and it's solemn music. This is this. There's some sad fucking Solar Five songs, but the bounce is always fucking there. Uh, it, it's always moving and bouncing, and I think, I think that would be good for Green Slime's flow to put it to put it in a space, and and see what he could do uh, in that Absolutely. space. Solar Five is also very funny, but he's very there's a a largely pessimistic view. It's very dark colors, right? Um, and so I think those two, both being great producers, both being great rappers, could just fully yeah. indulge and just and just become a fun unit. Yeah, like I, I think of you with the Blue Beach project. Yes, you know, 
you did all the vocals yourself, but uh, uh, you know, Killer Kane sent you those beats. So once once you got those beats, like those were your, I I want to say the limits. Like those were the, and I mean I don't mean limits in like a restricting way, but there's also like a lot of freedom when you have limits. Like when you know, like okay, these are these are the limits. This is how far I can go. Let let's see what I can do in this space. For sure. And well, and I think and I think like when I think of producers and rappers, like. And I, I think I made this point like a couple of shows ago, like, you know, with with one producer, one rap rapper albums, what we're really hearing is the what the best version of that rapper through the producer's eyes. If that makes sense to you, yeah. If, yeah. if that makes sense, it yeah. kind of. So when you have like a, an, another outside person evaluating and looking at your talent and giving you their perspective of your talent that's going to unlock things that you wouldn't have been been able to unlock on your own i think yep, yep. certainly I, I guess it depends on what level of feedback someone's getting in the writing process too like I, yeah. I was essentially you know left to my own devices content you know uh all of that and you know obviously running by him to be like is this good enough and him being like, but i would i would say that the beach shaped you like when you hear when you heard those the like the soundscapes that you were rapping over yeah. that kind of molded what you were like the Certainly. content and the delivery that you were presenting right so, well, yeah, I, I guess to, to an earlier point where I said I want to do something that no one's expecting, but also thinking about like, what are the what strong points can I play to amongst myself based off what I'm hearing too? Right. You know, like right. What, what, what's 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 left field and good. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, 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 I hear you there. But it's so funny you talk rules because like, how do you sleep at night? I had a very strong you can sing a little bit, but this is a rap project. You're not fucking around. You know, you're you're not crooning. You're you're an MC. You're, you're truly an MC on this one. Like no one's gonna debate what what genre this is. You know, like in this sense, I've kind of moved a bit more into, you know, kind of a, a more ambiguous realm of like, what is this? What is he? But I'm okay with that because, like, again, I I think with the A side, B side, I think I established very clearly what is happening, but also where I can take it in that way. So. Yep. Yeah, no, it's uh, I was uh, feel great about it. I, this is all these these totally achieved their goal of of getting me interested, right? Uh, and that's cool. Like I am into it, and I am I am bookmarking the next project. The I honestly, Blue Beach is the best Rich Jones project I've heard. Thank uh, you. That means a lot. And that is where you want to be, right? If you can say, if, if I can say, you know what? The best Cobb's the last Cobb. The second best yeah. the last one before that. Like, that's <laughs> a good fucking place to be. Um, and, yeah, I think that's that's great. And, honestly, the same can be said for Thames. I've heard a lot of Thames. I, 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 this one's real special. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy about it. And I think green slime is a great place to launch all these are are awesome so I'm, i don't have anybody have any parting thoughts before we move to recommendation corner um 
buy buy all of our music directly from us because it's the best way to support us in this economy and in this universe. Because when you just stream shit, it takes me ten years to be able to buy a fucking five dollar sandwich. So please buy our music. <laughs> buy, buy buy music from artists you like. If anyone's tuning in, yeah, like That's myself fair. included, you know, uh, because because guess what? It you know that direct sale is is uh quite clutch. You know, I could have X amount of streams, but it really you know i'll never forget there was one song in the in the kind of more pop period i i had a record that did like i don't know like a half million or something i was featured on it it was like a like a tropical house joint we ended up having it on like mtv and like all these little things i've made like i don't know a negligible amount of money for the song that was like the big one so i you know i i can say i I had a little taste of what streaming could do in terms of like reach and whatnot but in terms of actually like helping me pay a bill or or you know buy things that I need in life is not it. So yeah, uh, support support your local artist. That that's my little my little. And that's thing and right your direct. So the direct source would be for you would be, Bandcamp, Bandcamp, Bandcamp. or in the future if I'm doing my shit right, which working towards next year I'm trying to you know because that's that's another thing I thought a lot about is is uh, you know, with with how do you sleep at night? That was the first time where I banked on people will come to this one place for this. Other projects, I've just we put it out everywhere. Hope to God people give a shit. And you know, some people give a shit, but like when you when you have everything reservoired in one space, it became more clear. You know how many people were actually there to be there because they're my my friends or my fans. You know what I right. mean? So mm-hmm. like, I I would say like you know, in that sense though, you're still giving them a cut. We know so you're, you're you're giving PayPal a cut, you're giving you know Bandcamp yep. a cut. Yep. So essentially, you want to remove that. You know the future is pay pay. So I, I know Big Stowe loves to say get a website. And get a website. He's right. He's right because yep. you can pay someone to design your own media player, and if you can edit it yourself and have yep. your music hosted that way, you pay I don't know like a hundred. 150 bucks for a year's worth of hosting on a, on a web thing, you know, with, with or without a store. And then the people just send you money on Venmo directly or, or however you want to set it up. Obviously right. Venmo is a nightmare for taxes. I found right. that out the hard way. Uh, yeah. It, it, look, it wasn't too bad. Thank God. But we, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely, yes. But I, my, my whole point is you, you can have a way where people can just send you money directly and you're not cutting Peter Thiel any money. You're not cutting Bandcamp any money. No offense to Bandcamp. You rule your editorial makes all this shit worth it. And you're amazing. amazing. Not trying to talk shit. Cause that's, a, that's the other thing too, is I guess, I guess that's, you know, it depends on what game you're trying to play too. If it's about, building a fan base and whatnot, then, you know, what's going to move the needle in that sense. And I think Bandcamp has done the best job of having editorial that will translate into new fans and sales. I, I can say of any press I've gotten in the last decade, it's the only shit that's counted towards people showing up for whatever it is I'm doing, you know, um, in, in terms of any sort of like noticeable way. I mean, shit, I've been on TV, you know, local morning TV performing before release shows. And like, I'll get a couple like, elderly couples that are like so we saw you on wgn this morning and we're very interested like thanks for coming that's amazing but that's like four people and and it's, it's a great flex you can throw it on your timeline and people see oh my god you were on the news that was so cool shit the last time i was on the news for this shit uh i was wearing my slime hoodie it was like a, a he you know it's just like you know finding fun ways to kind of tie in your friends for these big moments yep. but but in terms of like actually equaling sales and equaling money in my pocket and in my collaborator's pocket in a way that's meaningful towards us sustaining ourselves and our career Bandcamp's the way to go right. in that sense so you know not not to say do it on your own by default i would say work towards having the shit that's just for you. I know pay, people do that shit with Patreon too, where it's like you can get specific albums yeah. just through there because you're you're a subscriber. And I, I haven't worked myself into that space where I feel like I'm 
comfortable doing that yet, but it's definitely something that I'm thinking about. So, yeah, no, it's, it's just it, the band camp thing. It's not a critique of band camp. It's like, if all, if, if Keith was the guy who got me all of my interview guests, that would be too much pressure on my relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. It'd be just constantly staring at him. Like, man, <laughs> like it, it, you gotta be able to kind of, have a backup and have your own stuff through your own place. Yeah. Uh, so that there isn't this immense pressure on the Bandcamp relationship. Um, so my, first of all, book recommendation. I am reading a book of poetry about mm-hmm. a Dr. J, a sh- famous Dr. J shot from the 1980 NBA finals. Okay. A whole book just on one shot. You remember that wraparound, Keith, mm-hmm. with over mm-hmm. Kareem? Yes, yeah, the lab, yeah. Yeah, Ross Gay wrote an entire book about that play. Uh, it's I like amazing. it. An entire uh-huh. book. So it, and it's just him watching the play over and over again and like spinning off into these mental threads about it and coming back to it and watching it from different angles and the watching the crowd and watching the other players and wow. like just falling down the rabbit hole of this play over and over again it's it's so awesome um love it what's the name of the book beholding two words beholding, beholding. ross beholding. gay is the poet ross gay is so fucking good like i was i i got to interview adrian matesh who's one of the best poets in the world and I was like, Ross Gay just writes about gardening. It's fucking amazing. I don't, <laughs> I don't know shit about gardening, but he's awesome. Like, it doesn't matter. Stay where you are and just enjoy it. And I'm so happy he wrote that book. I'm 30 pages in. That's, you know, so I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. Um, so that's the, the other thing was I got to interview Curly Castro of the Wrecking Crew. Hey. Yeah. Album, Little Robert. Oh. And one of the things we talked about right off the bat, first question was, was because his cover, uh, Keith, look up the cover to Little Robert Hutton, Curly Casper. It is Little Robert Hutton. Little Robert Hutton, H-U-T-T-O-N. So it is like, it is by Rhyme Puma, who PQ mentioned as one of the best cover artists in the world right um and we got we went down the rotten puma rabbit hole of just talking about all these amazing covers that he's done for mark Specht's uh label and you know one of them that is awesome is uh the album is called ebenezer maxwell and it's by Debo's brothers himlo uh and it's just fucking great. Uh, the cover's great and the album's great. So I just wanted to, to give that one as my recommendation. Giallo Point, Mark Speck, all those people uh, killing it. Grilchy Park. Hell yeah. Yep. So yeah, Ryan Poom is a beast. Uh, these are like paintings. These are just beautiful. Uh, the, I think the best one is Underwater Pyramids. Uh, the album. Great title. It's Oof. unbelievable. So, um, yeah, great cover. So, 
do you have any any music recommendations, Rich, that you'd like to give for the people? Um, well, self plug real quick, based on on what we're talking about. Uh, Love You Pay Me has a music video coming out next week, starring Slime. Uh, so I would awesome. say. In, yes. in anticipation of that, I would say if, if someone has seen Ghost Dog, you're going to love the video. Oh, if my God. I love you, Ghost Dog. If you haven't yes. seen Ghost Dog, you should go watch Ghost Dog, and then you're really going to love the video. Treat yourself. Um, so that's that's a, that's, a, that's a throwback recommendation right there. I'd say uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to hit with a couple tried and true things that of, of some of the people I've been bumping the most consistently mm -hmm. recently uh, music wise. Um, I know we've talked about this, uh, Dan, but uh, Convertible Ashley, formerly yep. known as David Ashley, my favorite MC in Chicago currently, bar none. Yep. And I think if if someone were to listen to to the thing that I I is my favorite, I would go listen to to his music, go check it out. Whether that's his his work under David Ashley or his work under Convertible Ashley, you won't regret it. It's fun. The beats are great. Um, it's I don't know. He, he's just it's a lot going on. He's actually going to be opening for me at the uh, Chicago release show for Blue Beach, which is is I'm just so geeked. That's amazing. Um, That's great. But, um, nice. so yeah, I, I recommend him. And then um, I know you've got some familiarity with with these guys, uh, Uta Baby, uh, with the Uta Baby LP. I you nope. know I, I you know when when I talk about you know being kind of pulling back and not being around people the last year thankfully i was able to be around a fair percentage of the the y records camp either you know because oh. we're friends or their neighbors and and so all all those dudes inspire me and push me and and honestly have made me feel more comfortable just because you know positive reinforcement is a is a beautiful thing so when you have folks that you know are you know th those were kind of i guess new newer friends that i've made in music before everything shut down um yeah. and to, to have those people pushing me and, and, and all that, you know, I, I greatly appreciate it. And I, I, I think it's, it's a mutual respect thing in terms of the quality of the product of what's coming out. So I, I can't recommend more highly uh, you to baby's music as well, just because they, you know, especially with, with uh, Joshua virtue on the production too. He, you know, he, that, yeah, it's, um it's not, yeah, I don't know. There, there's just so much creativity and, and spark there. I, I, I think I, I, I'm really, really looking forward to more from him and, and more from Davis as well. I mean, Dave, Davis is one of those people, you know, it, I, I refer to him as like a, a, a real pugilist where it's just, mm -hmm. he's just peppering you with hits and, and, yep. and, it, and it's, it's not forced either. And it's, it's very, you know, intentional, very meticulous and, and whatnot. And, and he's also been someone that's been a lot of fun to just get to know and see what informs that. I, I think the thing that is so crazy to me is that, that Joshua, uh, you know, kind of was like, I bet you this guy would be good at rapping, and, you know, before he even had, had you know, before Davis had even really even thought to do music, you know, he was just a, a person that was a fan. And so, you know, JV going in there and be like, I, I think you'd be good. Let's try this. And then it working. I mean, that's, that's cool. <laughs> I love, that's I love wild like because that. so Davis was my entry point. I was just like all about Davis. And then I was like, by the way, let me read, learn about these other people. Uh, and and it was amazing every time I would say me and K Diggy have this, have a, our own terminology here. And one of the things we always say is we always talk about young Jedi. Mm. of like, he's young. We consider young Jedi as like these younger MCs who are like fully put together, super intelligent, 
way ahead of their time and why records feels like that all the time it feels like young jenna it and, mm-hmm. and also they don't they don't really give a fuck about any of the trappings of anything it's, it's, it's quite you know i don't know I, I think that was that was a really interesting stumbling point not to get too off track but like in our relationship i'm a very go 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 like how are we how are we going to maneuver in this shit and it was really awesome to kind of meet people that forced me to pump the brakes on some of that line of thinking and, and kind of i think be more sensitive to what other people's wants and desires are for their shit you know because like you know what one person wants isn't what someone else wants and i i I really i think they they've as a a crew really helped me to i think think more thoroughly through things whether it's discussing their shit or mine so you know i i don't know there's a lot of fun to be had just sitting and talking to any of those dudes about damn near anything so so go go fuck with malky go fuck with ruby go fuck with josh go fuck with uh go fuck You, you can't miss <laughs> listen to the You Da Baby LP uh, because it is one of the like most thoughtful, intense party records of the year. And then go to my Free Music Empire Attention Undivided interview with You Da Baby and check that out, whether on YouTube or the podcasting space. And I've uh, got one, one last one. I'm so sorry. Uh, non <laughs> hip hop related, but uh, my friends Orishun. Uh, Kai Black and Asha, amazing two-piece uh, kind of punk rock kind of. I don't know. It's probably not describing it correctly, but they're great. It's been really fun to watch them work. Kai used to be my drummer uh, when I was doing stuff with with live stuff to the see to see him and his his partner. Uh, you know, really really fuse something cool between the two of them. I'm I'm very excited. And they seem to have caught a lot of good buzz in Chicago too. So I'm kind of hoping, you know, as as we hopefully move towards being able to go to shows without fear of killing each other by way of breathing um, that we'll be able to see them do bigger and bigger and cooler and cooler things too. Beautiful. Yeah. Doing it. Um, and, and I have just added and downloaded Operation Hennessy. Um, oh, I'm about to listen to that tonight. My work, is, my work is done. Smoke. <laughs> I'm ready to rock. I'm, I'm slimed out. So I'm, I'm into it. And everybody just, like I said, keep track of these dates. More stuff is dropping. More stuff is dropping. Um, and Free Music Empire will keep you up to date on that. So, yeah, it's okay. The president's terrible. It's okay.